obviously Elvis, anybody who <laughs> drives a vehicle, whether it's a car or a truck, and anybody who uses any sort of road transport to get to work, so a, a minibus, taxi or a bus, is going to feel it because the petrol price and the diesel price has increased, which means where it cost you 50 rand to fill a tank, and I'm just using round figures, it's now going to cost you, you could say, 55 rand or 60 rand, depending on your tank. So less money, less the disposable income in your pocket for you and I in terms of, of transport. In terms of what we're going to pay at retail centers, and you, I heard that previous uh, gentleman talking about prices going up every time the fuel price goes up, and that's exactly what we're going to experience. There might be a bit of a lag for some some commodities and, and some goods, but we are all again going to feel that upward pressure of prices. So your litre of milk, et cetera, et cetera, will all go up because they all get transported along the road and, and in this case, consume diesel. So our members are going to be put under pressure again to try and somehow, and some of them try as best they can to mitigate these, these costs, but eventually they will have to charge them to their customers. Mm. And and how will you try to perhaps mitigate the impact of the new fuel price hikes? And how will the freight sector relook really at how you do business? Well, Elvis, there are a couple of, of options that, that freight has. Some of them are long-term and some of them are shorter. So in the shorter term, you will find that operators will try and change their scheduling routes, try and take different routes that use less fuel. Uh, try with their customers. Remember, it's not their goods. They're moving on behalf of their customers or clients. Try and work out different ways in which goods are staged or where they're staged or the way in which they're collected. And there isn't normally that much maneuvering room in terms of that. But if you can change routes and your trucks aren't caught in long queues and stand and idle because that's where a fair amount of fuel is burnt, just standing idling, then you could make some savings there. The second thing is to look at the types of vehicles that you run, maybe get smaller vehicles that don't use as much fuel. But again, it depends on what sort of contract you have. And then in the long term, and that's really what we've been trying to focus on over the last couple of years, is find alternative energy sources, so the so-called electric vehicles or the hydrogen vehicles. But unfortunately, they're in their infancy, they're still being developed, and as anything would be, very, very expensive because that's now the so-called flavor of the day. Now, lately, we've seen a lot of trucks being involved in accidents, which often result in many fatalities. Um, the Marion, Marion Hill Toll Plaza accident where four people were killed. What do you make of that? And also, we heard from one of our listeners just now that they need a platform for truck drivers to talk about these issues. Well, Elvis, uh, let me start with the first question, then I'll get to the second one. The first one is uh, quite, quite, quite simple. We need to have a very, very solid system to work out why these crashes happened. So we've seen some horrendous crashes. You remember the one in Upongola as well. Yes. 
What we need to find out is exactly why this happened, because then we can deal with those causes. So if it is drivers, and I'm just using this as an example, so so listeners don't shoot me. If it is drivers that are committing offences, we need to find out why they are committing the offences in the first place. And the second place, how do we prevent it? If it is vehicles that are creating the primary cause or something goes wrong, then we need to make sure that we tighten up the processes of ensuring that only roadworthy or safe vehicles are on the road. So my, my answer to that is we need to make absolutely clear in our minds why these are happening and deal with those causes. The, the, the second question was, you know, where do drivers go to? Do they have a platform? Yes, they do. They have a number of platforms. Probably the biggest one is with their unions, where uh, numbers count, where you have a voice, an independent voice, and the unions and employers get together and discuss these very things and come up with, 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 with solutions. So I would say that's the first place that drivers need to go. Failing that, they then need to go to their local authorities and speak to them and say, these are the conditions or the, or, or the situations that we are encountering. Please assist us. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit more than that. I think what he was referring to was more like um, either radio, television, or, or even internal processes where they can talk about these issues that drivers can relate to uh, in terms of why these accidents occur and how do they resolve it and how can they curb it. Well, yes, obviously you can do that as well. Most uh, operators who run compliant operations will have those very, very programs within their businesses. And then obviously, yes, one can do radio programs, the RFA run safety programs, television, you can do that. It doesn't reach all the drivers. The better one to do is is to follow uh, programs where you would find most of the drivers. So we can use stops along the route, uh, fuel stations along the route, and then radio. Radio has proved to be very, very successful.